test here. If anybody's there, hello. Uh, and I will be right, right back. Uh, just give me a few minutes to set some things up. Thank you for your patience. Forever and always, I'm always here. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the 10th episode of Forever and Always. And um, can you believe it's been 10 episodes? I can't, uh, but we are here. And um, I know some things are really jumping out at you already. And believe me, we're going to get to it. Um, but really, really, first things first, I want to say... Um, a warm, warm thank you for everybody that's been around for you know, episodes one through 10. I think it's been a really, really fun ride so far. And um, there's nothing but blue, blue sky and um, calm seas ahead. And I hope this goes on for another, you know, maybe 1,000 or 2,000 episodes. And believe me, there is just that much material to get to. And um, now that being said, I think it's time to um, maybe get to it. Um, <clears throat> so in honor of the 10th episode... I think maybe we should change locales. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah, take a look around. We are on a um, calm, serene beach, and doesn't that look lovely? Um, I will admit, um, even right now, in the first time that I set this up and I saw this on the screen, I just kind of, you know, it, you know, it blows me back every time. Um, and this, as the anchors know, and if you're new, um, you know, despite my love of Baywatch and Baywatch Nights, I do not like the beach. And um, even seeing a um, <clears throat> scene like this, um, I got to admit, it makes me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, all I get is um, visions of, um, you know, pontoon boats being, um, you know, torn asunder by um, by the waves and um, <laughs> Uh, picnics being, in, you know, invaded by um, these wild roving gangs of seagulls and, and things of this nature. Um, uh, coincidentally, I was reading the other day even about these um, HABs, these um, harmful algae blooms. And, uh, you know, these things can happen at the beach. And uh, from what I understand, um, it causes quite a bit of irritation, skin irritation. So uh, if you beachgoers are out there, <laughs> just be careful. Look for those... Um, look out for those algae blooms. Um, <clears throat> but definitely I've gotten used to it. And I really think, um, you know, some of these settings, I think it'll really help us um, as a community to really uh, to get a greater understanding and a more, um, I don't know how, what you would call it, a uh, just a better ambiance in order to open our minds, um, you know, to really uh, absorb the information again and really get the jewels of these nuggets of truth and uh, morality and uh, drama and these things that are just part of our lives and, and really we can learn from Baywatch in this case. Pardon me for one second. 
<clears throat> now you're probably thinking to yourself, first of all, Tom, where are your glasses? And um, I'm going to get into that. <clears throat> Pardon me, but um, forgive me for any um, technical difficulties here. I'm quite literally um, flying blind, or I guess you know, piloting a boat blind, and uh, <laughs> it's more appropriate for this scenario. But I will get there, and um, you know, again, uh, <laughs> having a little bit of trouble here, <laughs> as you might uh, imagine. But uh, your second question is probably, um, Tom, where did you get this new setup for the podcast? And, um, as you might imagine, since um, things at the church have been kind of, you know, the, the situation around the church has kind of been deteriorating, um, I haven't been getting paid. I've still been doing my duties, my janitorial duties, and I think I've been doing a really uh, dynamite job with that. But, um, you know, with the financial difficulties that I'm having, um, I am not receiving a paycheck. So I um, did something that I didn't think I was going to be doing. And um, it turns out that um, I reached out. Let me just grab it right here, if you don't mind. Um, <clears throat> I reached out to Don Baker's Pest Control. And I know you remember them. I believe it was episode, maybe episode three or four. Um, they did a really great job, I thought, um, with the bull weevil problems and things of this nature. And um, yeah, and um, <clears throat> so I reached out to them and I said, hey, guys, um, you know, I would love to offer my services. I have, you know, a dedicated following of about 20 or 30 people. And, uh, you know, I know of at least one that lives in Decatur and uh, there's a very good chance, you know, he may need some pest control. And so they agreed, uh, not in financials, but they had a, um, you know, a camera laying around and a big green sheet that you see behind me. And they uh, said, yeah, I mean, here, you can have this stuff if you want it. Um, and they gave me this ad copy to read. And uh, I think we'll go ahead and do that now. And as they say, you got to pay the bills, you know, so <laughs> stick around for this and uh, we'll be right back into it. All right. Now, that's Mr. Baker right there, and I can tell you there's not a better exterminator around. So uh, let me read this ad, and then we'll get right back into the Baywatch here. <clears throat> Are pesky pests invading your home? Don't let them take over. When you need the most powerful solution to keep your space bug-free, there's only one name to remember, and that's Don Baker's Pest Control. At Don Baker's Pest Control, we're not just your average exterminator company. We're the pest terminating lifeguards <laughs> with the most potent chemicals on the market. Say goodbye to unwanted guests once and for all. Our team of highly trained experts is armed with the latest and greatest in pest fighting technology. We use cutting edge, powerful chemicals that pack a punch and send those pests packing. But don't worry, our top priority is safety and the well-being of your family and pets. Our powerful chemicals are tough on pests and not on your loved ones. Your peace of mind is our promise. Don Baker's Pest Control, and they asked me to sing this part. So we're always ready. We won't let bugs out of our sight. Now, I really, really love that last part. Um, so Don Baker, and you have the information there. If you're in the Mattoon area, the greater Decatur area, I highly, highly suggest giving them a call. I would say in this fourth paragraph here where it says the um, powerful chemicals are tough on pests and not on your loved ones. Now, I can agree with that first part. Um, these chemicals are very tough on pests. Um, as far as I know, there was no, um, you know, return of the bull weevils. I think they are completely gone. Um, but I would say, uh, given my experience and, um, 
you know, the in and out of comas and things of this nature. If Don comes out and um, brings out the big guns, I highly, highly recommend. I can't say this with enough um, seriousness. Please, please, please sit in a ventilated area. Um, and I, my overall suggestion would be, please just get out of the house. Uh, don't <laughs> don't make the same mistakes old Tom did. Um, that I can tell you, because uh, that can lead to some very sticky situations. <laughs> but uh, once again, a big, big thanks to um, Don. And um, I hope this is a continuing relationship. And I really hope uh, we drove up some business for you. So thanks again, Don. Uh, <clears throat> And let's see here, moving right along. Uh, let me uh, get this off the screen right, right quick and switch to a, something a little bit more fun. <laughs> All right. Now, this is more of a mode for me. I can't do the whole podcast in front of that beach because, again, I am just going <laughs> to, my skin's crawling just thinking about it. <laughs> so let's uh, go to a, something a little bit more um, on my vibe. <laughs> now this is more like in a nice warm living room and uh, you got some Baywatch on the TV. And now this is a place I could really uh, settle into. I wish the, you know, I wish I could furnish the church um, with a room like this. That would just, you know, that would put me over the moon. Um, <clears throat> but uh, that's neither here nor there. And um, as I was getting settled in here um, and I'm just going to digress for a minute. Um, I was unpacking some of my belongings and items and uh, really, really looking. I'm trying to fish out some of these, um, you know, the box sets that I have of, uh, of Baywatch, all the seasons, of course, and all the seasons of uh, Baywatch Nights, VHS, and I do have DVD copies of these as well. Uh, and I was really digging around and I did not find the VHS copies and um, some of the DVDs um, really appeared to have been, I don't want to say sabotaged or um, they maybe just deteriorated. I'm not sure. Uh, and that was very, very distressing for me as, um, you know, I do hours and hours of research in order to start this show. And um, it's, it's very, very important to me. And uh, so I was panicking. You know, I was in a full blown panic. I said, I have an episode to get out. Uh, the anchors want to hear this information. And if I can't access it, um, you know, my brain is full of information, but it's always good to double check these things. So I, you know, I, um, I was scrambling for a solution to this problem and I, um, logged on to Amazon, did a Google search. Um, first I did a Bing search, didn't, um, it wasn't very fruitful. Um, and I did a Google search and I saw that Baywatch was streaming on Amazon. And, uh, so I said, Oh, I guess in a pinch, this is just going to have to work. Um, so I loaded it up and, um, you know, I have a free trial, thankfully, <laughs> until I can get this uh, DVD thing sorted out. Um, and I press play on. Uh, I just wanted to get the pilot. You know, usually it's, um, you know, just to really get the brain moving. I put on the pilot episode and as I turned it on, I almost spit out my coffee. Um, this is a Baywatch remastered version. And uh, I immediately didn't enjoy the aesthetic of it. Um, they had made minor key changes in the opening song. And um, as you heard me um, in that Don Baker song, that's a little riff on the, um, <laughs> on the, uh, the, you know, the opening song. And I really think that I hit it um, key for key, you know, note for note. And it was all wrong on this remastered issue. And I can't tell if that's just a, you know, maybe my internet is very slow and it's causing some kind of, uh, you know, breakdown of the um, stream. Uh, I'm not very, um, 
I'm not very tech savvy. <laughs> so it certainly could be something like that. Uh, but in any event, I was um, absolutely disgusted by the changes and I turned it off and I canceled my Amazon Prime. I won't be um, using them um, anymore, probably ever. And so again, I, you know, old time, got to go back to the drawing board here. <laughs> and so I got on my bicycle and I drove down, well, pedaled down to the video store. And I said, surely um, this rental store will have all of the seasons of Baywatch, probably on Blu-ray or whatever the, <laughs> whatever the new thing is. I'm sure they'll have them all. My only real fear is that they would all be checked out because, I mean, obviously there is probably a huge demand for these things, uh, especially given the state and quality of the Amazon remaster. I think we can all agree that that is not something we're interested in. So um, <clears throat> I highly recommend if you are a customer, either a just boycott Amazon completely or maybe send some emails and uh, maybe we'll talk about that in a future episode. But I did run down to the video store and it's a really great place uh, that I found out, you know. Um, tons of tons of movies so i was perusing around for a few hours in the store and um you know i just couldn't find baywatch which was very very surprising to me they did have some new movie uh, that was titled baywatch i don't know if it was related to baywatch it certainly didn't look like it i didn't see david hasselhoff anywhere or um or any billy warlock or cj or any of these you know titular characters um so i went up to the front and i met a very very nice young man named alec um really really dynamite kid and I was explaining my uh, situation, you know, about, you know, the podcast always, for, you know, um, forever and always and how I needed these, you know, DVDs or tapes even for um, research and, um, you know, how I had, you know, lost my glasses and maybe I could I just couldn't see the DVDs and, uh, you know, things of this nature. And, you know, I was talking to him for probably a good um, 20 to 30 minutes and, um <clears throat> Well, we weren't getting anywhere, and uh, at some point he didn't seem all that receptive uh, to the conversation. <laughs> and the line, I guess, uh, unbeknownst to me, was building up behind us, and um, you know, people were getting very upset. Um, and, you know, it's not my intention at all, but, you know, once I get going, um, <laughs> it's kind of hard to, hard to hit the brakes. I can't really put the boat in reverse at that point. <clears throat> but as we were talking, um, we... Um, you know, kind of went through, um, I have to back up just a tad. Um, as I was speaking with the FBI from the last episode, and I'm sorry, this is a real right turn um, in this, you know, in this podcast, and I apologize. Um, but it is something I do need to speak about. Um, <clears throat> the FBI, according to them, uh, and I'm probably not supposed to say too much about this, <laughs> but uh it's just the anchors. I think it'll all be fine. Um, they did explain to me that the former pastor, um, preacher, if you will, uh, preacher, we will, um, is actually now considered to be a fugitive. And they kept throwing around this word fugitive, you know, he's, or he's, um, you know, he's, he's, we're unable to find him and, you know, things of this. And I said, I don't know where he is. You know, I, I have no clue. Uh, and, you know, they didn't really believe that. And there's still some contention around this, but, um, I certainly don't. And, uh, but then, you know, after the interview and after we, um, you know, said our goodbyes, uh, for now, um, I kept thinking on the, you know, on the walk home, I said, fugitive. Now, what really is this fugitive? What is this all about? You know? And so to get back into where I was, um, I was asking Alec about this and uh, I said, 
you know, I, you know, I have to redetermine that they did not have the DVDs. Um, <clears throat> I um, asked him, I said, you know, Alec, you know, we're becoming good friends here. Do you know anything about like a fugitive situation or something like that? And um, first he recommended, which I thought was a dynamite recommendation, is this, um, let's see here if I have it, Sister Act. And uh, I was reading the synopsis on the back. And uh, while it does sound like a dynamite movie, it's not really what I'm looking for. This, this appears to be more of a witness protection scenario. And that's, you know, not really um, the situation that I got. So after that, um, he recommended and he slid over a copy of this movie called The Fugitive. <laughs> and it stars um, Harrison Ford. Now, Harrison Ford, I am aware of. Um, I've never seen any of his movies, but apparently he's in Star Wars and he plays this character Han Solo. And it's always been my contention, you know, when I've seen from news media and, you know, some previews and blogs and things and pictures of this nature, pardon me, I've always thought that Star Wars would have been a much, much bigger hit and much more, um, you know, really would have hit more cultural relevance had they cast David Hasselhoff as Han Solo. And I mean, if you just think about it, uh, really over the course of his career, um, I guess, you know, Harrison Ford has been in some movies, but he's never really um, hit critical mass in the way that Hasselhoff is through his character, Mitch. And I really think um, if George Lucas could go back, um, he certainly would not have even really considered Harrison Ford had he known that, um, you know, there was a, a caliber of the actor, um, the caliber of a Hasselhoff. I mean, think about it. This guy can sing, he can dance, he can swim, he can do all of these things. And I've never seen or heard of Harrison Ford um, doing any of these things. So it really, I think, would have been a great, great fit um, for Hasselhoff. And it's really, um, it's a shame, you know, I think it's a real shame. And, um, you know, again, George Lucas, you know, maybe uh, next time, you know, <laughs> we can remedy that error. Just get Hasselhoff in there right from the get go. Pardon me. And so um, as, um, you know, I was leaving or I wasn't leaving. <laughs> the line again was building up behind me and I began to hear some grumbling. And um, all of a sudden from the back of the store, here comes the manager. And who would it be? It would be my former supervisorial, supervisorial companion, Julia. And I think it's, I can safely call her Julia now that she is, you know, no longer associated. And um, it was wonderful to see her. And uh, we just talked briefly and she's, you know, we said hello. And then she said, you have to leave and, uh, you know, get out. <laughs> There's people waiting. Are you going to rent anything? And um, so it was uh, just as an aside, it was really, really nice to see her. Um, see her. And, uh, so it was great and, uh, all the best. And, um, it seems like she's going to do a really dynamite job there at that video store. And I, I have high hopes. So, uh, dejected, I walked out of the video store and, uh, began a long, long walk home. And, um, I said, you know what? I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't have the, the pilot episode, um, on VHS or on DVD or DVD was damaged. Uh, and so I was browsing through all these, um, you know, boxes and buckets and everything, and, you know, all my stuff that I brought from my house. And um, I kind of got my notes. I have this big notebook and I have every episode, every episode with the uh, with notes and uh, liner notes. And I have the clippings and the pictures all pasted onto the onto the pages. And um, 
I was going through this and I thought, you know, what can I do? You know, I need to learn, you know, what am I going to be able to discuss? And then I saw it and a big light bulb went off in my head. And when I just put my eyes on this episode, I said, I know this is the one we need to talk about. And, um, it was kind of scary. Again, it was kind of a little bit of a chilling situation because in my notes, um, and I'll just give you the title right now, the title is River of No Return. And in my notes, it said, very scary, do not rewatch. And so um, I'm kind of going off on memory here because I'm going to trust these notes, you know. <laughs> Believe me, I'm not going to be rewatching this. Um, <laughs> so, um I remember this episode and it really struck me because in this episode, there is a fugitive and it really ties in with everything I think. And, um, this is a very, very wonderful, beautiful, like as far as scenery goes, one of the best, I think, uh, Mitch and some of the, uh, his fellow lifeguards, Erica Aleniak and Billy Warlock and a few of the other crew are going on a rafting adventure. Um, and so this is a non-beach episode, which is very, very rare. Uh, um, and sometimes, you know, it's a nice uh, palate cleanser. <laughs> and so, yeah. Um, and so from memory, and again, it's a pretty spooky episode. Um, they're down in the river and, um, you know, naturally Hobie um, is kind of getting into some mischief and he starts hanging out with these um, and these real shady, shady characters. And, um, you know, there's some panning for gold. There's a lot of odd scenarios in this episode as, as far as I remember. And, um, you know, they really, um, <clears throat> they get into some sticky situations. Uh, there's some, ra- again, there's some rafting and people are falling overboard and they have a gang of these kind of backwoods, you know, uh, scoff laws, um, following them around. And, um, it, it really, really drives home the point that, um, if you're going to go out on one of these trips, uh, make sure you have somebody, you know, preferably an anchor, somebody the caliber of a Mitch, because you could get yourself into some real, real trouble. Um, But again, not having the notes in front of me, or actually the show, I just have the one note that do not watch. (laughs) But I do urge you to watch this. Uh, Not on Amazon, though. Um, (laughs) It does make it a bit challenging to really dig in. Now, again, um, we're in a situation now, and to kind of tie this all back together, the pastor of the church again is now a fugitive, which after kind of revisiting this episode, I really understand that he is on the run from the law. And again, according to the FBI, now he is moving up, you know, um, the list of most wanted fugitives. So he is, I wanted to say um, sixth or seventh in the uh, Decatur area, top uh, most wanted fugitives. So uh, that's dynamite. I guess, well, I don't know if it's dynamite or not, but um, it certainly is something to think about. And, um, there is this is a two part episode, and I really want to get it now. Right now, we'll move on to part. Somebody's at the door. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and uh cut this one short. And again, apologies for any of these tech issues or anything like that. But I really think this is as we move on, this is gonna be a great, great time for us. I'm always here. 